0: All right. Hello, dear audience. I'm Adam. I am Sean. And I'm Mike. And we are Nerds of the Old Republic. We are finishing up our series. I've been told it's over of <laughs> Quentin Tarantino's nine films in anticipation of his tenth. Um, so we are going to do a quick cast on Hateful Eight, uh, lovingly called a bonus cast. Yeah. Some days here at Nerds of the Old Republic. That's right. We're free and we still give you more than you anticipated. It's the only time I can say that.
1: Our fans are lucky people. Yeah, they truly yeah. are.
2: We give it all right down to the stem. <laughs> 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 Sorry, we're a couple margaritas yeah. in here. At least I
0: am. Yeah, <laughs> we are cast two in for the night. And so we're going to talk Hateful Eight. And uh, we like to start with our first experiences with it. Um, I'll go first. This was my first. There we go.
2: Yeah, actually, I had meant to watch it. A long time ago when it first came out and then I had meant to watch it when it came on Netflix and I kept meaning to watch it and I never got to it until I'm like, oh, shit, I never watched that. Luckily, we were like, let's do this cast. So I uh, finally watched it and enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. I don't know why uh, after Inglorious Bastards and after Django Unchained, uh, I didn't see this in the theater. Well, actually, I guess I should say I do know why, because I had a baby and a toddler when this mm-hmm. came out. Yeah. I'm sure that had something to do with it. Um but I never saw it until it was available to stream. Um, and, and I, uh, saw it for the first time within a year or so of its release. Which I think is terrible
2: when you think about the fact that he filmed it in that 70-millimeter format yeah. intentionally for the big screen. Yeah. Right. And then it's weird how then it partnered up with Netflix and he did like – that. it was like a mini-series when it first came to Netflix. Oh, yeah. It chopped
1: yeah, it yeah. up. Really? I had never watched it that way, that. but I, I forgot about yeah. that and you're right. Yeah. The
2: theatrical release was – I did a little research on it – was mm-hmm. just over two hours, like which is – Pretty crisp for a Tarantino film. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then they did the director's cut, which was the what's on Netflix now, and that's closer to three hours, like mm-hmm. 245. Yeah. And that was what the miniseries is based on, was that director's cut.
0: Mm. Yeah, 245 is like standard Tarantino films yeah. for his later movies. That's
1: interesting. I wonder if I've seen that version then, or if I've only seen the theatrical version though I streamed it cuz I, I bought it on Amazon mm. uh shortly after it was available and that's how I've always watched it since it's probably the theatrical one that you I'm seen, guessing that's it and guess, and yeah. if there is a, a director's extended cut then I need to see that shit
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm going to i'm going to well, lay it out there right yeah now. and this is this is the exact reason why we're making this a bonus edition yes. one we love Tarantino About 30 of you love Tarantino as well, maybe 26 (laughs) if I check the um, streams. And, you know, we know what you're here for, so we're not just going to do what we want to do. We're also going to make sure that people who are listening get what they're here for. So we're going to speed things up a little bit just to finish up. But also, we all kind of felt meh. I mean, no, I Mike, I think you said it best during um, Django. If this was another director, you would have been like, damn, who is this director? Right. But because it's Tarantino, we're like... Cool. Yeah, Uh,
1: I I would honestly say this is uh, his second worst film. But I will quickly say, like, I mean, it's obviously orders of magnitude better than Death Proof. mm -hmm. And then, so how does it end up second worst? Well, that's because when you start going through the rest of his movies, like, it's not better than Reservoir Dogs. It's not better than Pulp Fiction. It's not better and so on. You know what I mean? It's still a great movie. I can make a case, though, that I think it is better than some of those
2: movies from a standpoint of technicality. The cinematography is outstanding. Oh, yeah. And it it's, might be his yeah. best out of all of his beautiful films, film. hands down. Yeah. Cinematography is, is one of the things he obviously set as a goal. Mm-hmm. And it is fantastic. A friend of mine described it basically as, uh, Reservoir Dogs in the Old West. Hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty apt after watching it. Like, yeah. it makes sense. And I honestly, as, as good as Reservoir Dogs is, I think I put hateful above it, honestly. I think hmm. they, I think the performances are better. I think the story, is i don't know if the story is better but it feels tighter yeah i feel like he's really honed his craft by this point i think it just gets like kind of like forgotten because it isn't like groundbreaking right it isn't like a holy shit this is something incredible i've witnessed it's not revisionist really even though it kind of falls in that era of his filmmaking it's more of like a and i read about it it's like a spiritual successor to django like, he had actually conceived of a Django 2 that he was writing as a novel, and then it uh, somehow transmuted itself into this film. Right. Hmm. And it's interesting because it's just post-Civil War. And again, he's dealing with American um, trauma, I guess would probably hmm. be the best way to put it in this film. But it's – I think the, the, the way the story progresses, the performances are great. I, yeah. I mean, the tension he builds in this thing is outstandingly good.
1: And it's just gorgeous to look at it. Well, yeah, I, I agree with – I agree with everything you said. And it's a really interesting point. Um, Res4 Dogs is kind of like, you know, maybe uh, to use something that was current <laughs> – Contemporary to Reservoir Dogs being released Would be like Nirvana's Nevermind mm. Landmark mm. album, right? Mm, right? But like, I mean If you just give it to somebody and you don't Give any of that historical context and you're like This is the best shit ever, they might be a little Underwhelmed, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Reservoir Dogs Is, you know, it was like, hey, it's a hot new director And and it was like this game Pulp Fiction was more the game changer yeah. But Reservoir Dogs was already headed that Way. But that was his slap you know? in the face of the Establishment. But if you just yeah. were to take Somebody and not give any historical Context and say, watch these two movies Which would they pick? That's a really interesting point. Yeah. Yeah. So I
2: I really enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that it's like, it's worthy of an hour long cast. I think, I mean, no, no. It's a great story. I mean, Samuel L. Jackson, again, fantastic. Always great. What a performance. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Yeah. I love Tombstone and I like his work in Westerns. I think it's just like underrated, honestly, when you look at the history of like the American Western. But he plays this. Like, almost, like, campy, over-the-top yeah. character, but it's so good. Right. But is it Jennifer Jason Lee or is it Janet Lee? Who the hell plays, like, the, the, the girl,
1: Domergu? Uh, yeah, Daisy Domergu. Yeah, I forget the actress. She is. <laughs> oh, i <I'm standing laughs> yeah, like Everybody. She's, like, sinister and quirky and yeah. – Yeah. They're all so good in right. what they do in this and just uh, – Fucking Bruce Dern. I love yes. Bruce Dern, man. It's that old Confederate general. Yes. He's always that crotchety old man, you know. He's <laughs> – uh, he plays an uh, even more fun part in uh, Once Upon a Time coming yeah, up, but yep. uh, he's great in this movie too.
2: I, I just love the way that um, – and I know going to keep it brief, but just the way the whole thing unfolds. Yeah. And um, I forgot where No,
1: talking. it is very good. Yeah. The cinematography – so, the first like 40 minutes of the movie is all – what's that? I'm just showing you the time. Oh, gotcha, cool. Um, the first forty minutes of the movie is is all like, you know, the claustrophobia of the carriage set against the absolutely sweeping gorgeousness yes. of the Midwest, mm-hmm. the snow, the the encroaching blizzard, all that stuff. And then the rest of the movie becomes like a TV bottle episode. You know, the whole thing is set in Minnie's haberdashery. Yes. And they never mm-hmm. leave it. They're inside there the whole time. But even then it's still really cool looking. Yeah. You know, they have the fireplace and the two chairs and the chessboard and the bar area and like you you know, the way the camera works uh, to to get uh, – it makes it like – even though it's this big open space, like it's, it's almost still like you're going to different areas within yes. it. Um, large segments of the movie, I feel like they're acted out in long shots, not like quick – little dialogue with cuts mm. but like the camera will move and the characters are acting almost like a stage play i feel like i read somewhere that it was being developed to become a stage play uh actually now that i'm thinking about it it makes sense um, but it has that feel right yeah. and then uh you know samuel L. jackson's great kurt russell is is interesting in this movie He's great in a lot of stuff, like mm-hmm. you said. Um, he's great in the original Stargate movie, uh, Escape yeah. from New York. Like he's yeah. good in a lot of stuff going mm-hmm. way back. He's, yeah, he's in a long. Career. In this movie, I hate his character, but I like his performance yeah. all the more for that reason. He, it's like he's the trying hangman. to channel John Wayne. Yeah. But in a way where, like, whereas John Wayne is super fun to watch, he comes off like just a pompous ass through this mm-hmm. whole thing. I think that's. Mm-hmm. Got to be intentional. I, I think it yes, is. Yeah, I mean, Tarantino yes. wouldn't have let that been
0: right. in the final film if it if, wasn't.
2: If you watch John Wayne now through modern eyes, you're like he is that Kurt Russell character. It's exactly. Like, all right, who the fuck is this right. guy? I think he is. You know. And, right. But I love the best part about this film for me was just the commentary on like race relations in the country and just the post Civil War. I mean, he puts it all there, right? Yep. It's again the spiritual successor to Django. And Jackson's character with the fake letter from Lincoln and how right. he dupes people with it, I think, is great. That little nuance there. And the um, – I can't think of the, the actor we tried to figure out from Django. Oh, man, yeah. The, he plays the, 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 the new sheriff, sheriff. The new sheriff yeah. who's a former Confederate raider or whatever and obviously has his problems with Samuel Jackson's character. Right. But in the end, they wind up teaming up and, yep. and doing what they got to do. Right. I mean, everybody fucking dies. It's yeah. like – it's it's typical like like downer of an end. But yep. they, they get their moment. And I think it's pretty awesome how, through like figuring things out and figuring out how they're trying, these people are trying to fuck them to save this Daisy girl or whatever. They kind of come together into that mutual, like, all right, I get it. We're on the same side here. Right, right. It's, it's, it's actually well, and cool. it's
1: cool how they set that up in the beginning because they're like they hate each other. There's that that yeah. great moment where he's like, you know, I I really feel bad that we can't remember the actor's name, but you know, he's in I there and right. he's like shouting about all the battles and he's like, you know, trying to justify everything that they did. And then Samuel Jackson leans over and he's like, if if you're gonna Say all that hate speech You can ride up there With old Ben And then all of a sudden The guy becomes like Super You know Smiles like Shoot Y'all don't got me Talking politics Walton Goggins (laughs) Oh, I wouldn't oh, have got that ever. Walton, thank yeah. you. I recognize his face yes. and his voice, yeah. but uh, yeah. I, I I didn't know. I I don't believe I ever heard that actor's name before. To be yeah. honest, and it is Jennifer Jason Leigh mm-hmm. as yeah. uh, Daisy Domregu, and then there's Michael
2: Madsen, of course, in his typical mm. Tarantino-esque role. Yeah, fantastic. He he
1: just plays Michael Madsen in yeah.
2: every movie. Yep, you yeah. know. Every time he plays somebody, it's Michael Madsen. Yeah. Okay, so here's what I got. Tim Roth plays as Waldo Mabray, yeah. the which- British hangman. And he's the same guy from the other Tarantino movies, right? But weren't we calling him Ellie yes. Roth or Eli Roth? Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah, was yeah. Eli yeah. Was. yeah.
1: I think I said that a few times by mistake. That guy is also a guy, but this but is Tim not Roth. The same guy. They're not the same guy. Okay, I think that yeah. was a mistake.
2: Yeah, Tim Roth is. He's the one that's been. He's in
1: Reservoir World. Dogs. He's the cop. Uh, the guy who turns out to be the cop He's yeah. in Pulp Fiction He's like right. You know Be cool honey bunny You know that guy okay. So if you listen to yeah. our
2: earlier cast This is a little bit of a retraction It's a nerd retraction right. It's Tim Roth <laughs>
0: Not Ali Roth The yeah. ombudsman has told us That we need to change Yes the words. Just <laughs> like
1: they do in the news sometimes yeah, Like in God. an earlier version of this story We incorrectly reported But <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: But Yeah Adam. Yeah. No, That I mean, this is the first and only time we've had to refer to the ombudsman. So, <laughs> in four seasons, we're doing all right here. That's right. I do have like the yeah. word ombudsman,
1: <laughs> by the way. I do as well. Yeah. That's <laughs> a fun word.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what else really to add to the conversation. Did you I mean, enjoy it? I did uh, in a fun sort of like way that didn't quite grip me as much as Django, yeah. for example. I, just I coming agree. off that. I agree. I, th- I think yeah.
1: it's one of those movies where, like, it it somehow, like, you know, the old expression, like, it's greater than the sum of its parts. I think mm. this is the reverse of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the parts are all fucking fantastic. Right. And yet, somehow, I always walk away from this movie being like, yeah, it was good. And it's more,
2: it's more dour. Right. There's no joy. Like, yeah. in Django, there's some
1: joy. And this
2: one also has the problematic part of the, like, the feminine abuse where he's beating the shit out of her all yeah. the time. And she's clearly <laughs> being, de- but. I actually did read on that too. And yes, there are a lot of complaints about how there's this sort of misogynistic bent to it, but they also talk about how she's not looking for any help. Mm -hmm. She's not like this damsel in distress. Like she's Mm -hmm. an agent for herself. She's trying to like, and it's actually makes a really clear point that. This Daisy Domergue, whatever, is not this like victim. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. She's actually controlling a lot of the shit behind the scenes. Exactly. And things, and That's a great point. Yeah. So it's, it's again, it's Tarantino complicating yes. social yes. issues right. like he does so well in all of his films and right. making you go, like, oh
1: shit, he just beat the shit out of her. Well, wait a minute. Right. Why? Right. But I never yeah. really thought about any of that too deeply, but I think. You're making great points here. I, I, Cause like he's a friendless loser, right? Like yeah, he's, yeah. he's a guy who like walks around trying to talk tough. I'm going to take your gun, son, mm-hmm. you know, like all that. Um, but nobody likes him and mm-hmm. he's alone. And, um, I think that lo- the other point that you're making is that Daisy Dominger is not. You know she's she's this feared villain. She has this great uh you know huge bounty on her uh, head, and her gang is like gone to these great lengths to rescue her. She's not alone. She has people that are trying to help her out. And you know maybe it's it's too simplistic of an interpretation for people to see him like slam her face into the bar and be like oh it's misogynistic. Um, when in reality it's like this dude's a desperate loser, and she's the one who's got really a lot more agency. Wait wait are are you saying that
0: people strip out the nuance from stories because yeah. of the like hot take they see.
1: <laughs> Not too often. That's but weird. It's Clickonomics, man.
0: Yeah. Wait. Patent pending. Oh, hey. Okay. <laughs> clickonomics. See our <laughs> new social media <laughs> website, Clickonomics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's coming. Fuck you, Elon. Sorry, I had to say it. It's It's been a few casts since we've said it. Yeah, we got to keep repeating that. Yeah, honestly, just to keep the bait up. Okay. Yeah, so, um, you know, as you were talking about, like, him being a loser and being alone, you know, the, the one, like, stereotypical, like, it's not the same era, but the, the cowboy ranch hand character that comes to mind is actually Curly from Up My and Men. Like, everybody oh, hates man. him. <laughs> he's got the wife. He's terrible to her and all these things. Right. But, you know, that would be too much nuance to talk. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah it's, it just came to me. It's well, a literary cast, you know. But we are nerds. Yeah. Yeah. Not just. Of the old <laughs>
2: republic, I do, I do like that. Um, uh, hangman, there got his due at the end. When even though they're dying and they're bleeding out, like I mean, Jackson's character got his dick shot off. Yeah, it was fucking mm-hmm. terrible. But yeah, that whole like, well, the hangman always, uh, you know, always brings them to justice. You know, and sees her hang, and they, it's uncomfortable to watch.
0: Mm-hmm. But they hanged
2: her, and yeah. it's like holy shit! Like they, they, you went for it with that. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's frontier justice, and, and it's just a again, it's. I guess stereotypical at this point we can say yeah. about a Tarantino yeah. film to have that kind of
1: like that uh, violent flourish at the yeah. end. Mm-hmm. If you really want to go deep, I don't. But if you really want <laughs> to go deep, you uh, actors, I mean, you, so. you can you – can, there is a case to be made that like this whole thing is – it's one of those works of fiction where every character represents some deeper part some deeper strain of American history yeah. and everything that happens plot wise and dialogue wise is tied to much, much larger themes. And, uh, you know, everything I, I just like to watch it as a good fun Western, but mm-hmm. I, I think it's there. I think it's absolutely there. And I think the best or one of the best scenes that encapsulates that is when Samuel Al Jackson confronts Bruce Dern, you yeah. know, and that whole thing. And he just literally you you know he i mean i guess you don't know they never say it out loud but like you suspect highly that he's making all that shit up oh, about yeah. Bruce mm-hmm. Dern's son, right? Oh yeah. And he's literally just egging this guy on with his antagonistic, you know, the Bruce Dern's antagonistic racism and yeah. his his hatred and all that. He's just egging him on in all the ways. He's pushing all the buttons, right down to like what he makes his son do. You know, that's oh, like the greatest mm-hmm. fear of the white racist oh, of that era. And I you oh, know, my, I just this. to get him to reach for his gun so he can shoot him. I saw that
2: on the Netflix. <laughs> Warning advisory thing had said, like, like sexual violence or something. I'm yep. thinking, oh, they're going to rape this poor girl. Like, that's yeah. what's going to happen to her. Like, oh, no. Nope. That is not at all what they meant. Yeah, and I'm like, right. oh, shit. He went there. And it was disturbing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it got
1: the it got the thing he wanted. The guy pulled the exactly. gun and he was
2: able to gun him down and kill him. You anyway.
1: notice how many times uh Samuel Jackson's character says some version of like my big black hacker mm-hmm. and he keeps changing the word but he keeps coming back to that. Yeah. The thing that's going to set Bruce Dern's character oh, yeah. off, you know. Yeah, there's that
2: was that was an interesting like I just, I love the way the whole thing played out. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then he just goes and sits down at a table afterwards. Like, the narrator is like, uh, you know, they argued about the legality of what they had just yes. seen. And uh, Samuel Jackson's just sitting there, like, sipping whiskey or something at yeah, a table. Was, was that
2: Tarantino <laughs> narrating it? Like, whose voice was that? Uh, that's a good question. I think actually. it's Tarantino. It actually. might be.
0: I don't know. It sounds like him. I mean, he didn't make a cameo in any other way. So it sure. makes sense. It could be. And it's interesting. It's
2: one of those things he does, too, with those, like, weird, like, interjections where he's got someone either, like explaining it or, you know, all that. And it's, I mean, it's it fits. It's interesting. I guess it's like, like you said, it's or like I said, it's like Reservoir Dogs in the Old West or with a mixture of Clue at the end. Yeah. It kind of like puts it all together. It's, I enjoyed it. I think it's, um, definitely belongs in the canon. Right. It was 10 films, obviously. Yeah. And,
0: uh, I guess should we do the recommendations then? Yeah. Anybody feeling
1: especially Direct about being yes or no? Because I'm not. I mean, I recommend eh. it. If, yeah. if if you like Tarantino, then watch it. You know what I mean? I, I, I would say if you're not familiar with Tarantino, this is not the one to start mm-hmm. with. Um, mm-hmm. But if you know Tarantino and you like Tarantino, then of course, watch it. You'll love it. I am going to go with, um, you know, this is the film. You need to make this your
2: marquee movie of 2023. (laughs) Watch it with your family. Invite everybody over.
1: (laughs) With your family. Get your church group
2: together. Yeah, the church group. Yeah. You need to watch Hateful Eight and make it like event Tell them it's their come to Jesus moment. Yeah. (laughs) See if you can get your local theater to put it back on the big screen and see it as it was intended in 70 millimeter format. And I honestly, I think I liked it better than I thought I was going to. So
0: this is Mm -hmm. my, my rare 100% no reservations. Wow. (laughs) Engage. There you go. Engage. You've heard it from the three of us. And if you didn't know where we've been, we've done all so far eight films. And we've got one film left from Quentin Tarantino to talk about, which would be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So if you're having fun with the conversation, uh, make sure to watch that first. Uh, grab some sort of assorted beer, Sean is going to uh, surprise us with on the next cast, and we'll see you then. Thanks for listening, and until then, cheers. 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 cheers.